Bobby, you just heard, familiar to the DL, no Syndergaard on Sunday. So Lugo now starts on Sunday. So uh, Cespedes, they, I got it yesterday that he would highly unlikely in the series. Now he's rehabbing tonight in Trenton. Uh, it's crazy right now with the Mets. It is a uh, it is a disaster right now, really. And the latest, as you said, so maybe you're going down. Uh, that's a huge blow to that bullpen, as we all know. He's been throwing the ball good, saving most of them. Kind of looked like his old self. Big rebound year. And now Syndergaard out for Sunday. So it's a disaster. And, it, you know, you wonder when are you going to reach the bottom as a ball club. You know, that ball club, that locker room right now is in disarray. It just has to be. It is. And you, and you can see DeGrom, who goes tonight. And DeGrom is 4-0. He should be 8-9-0. and He's pitched... <laughs> Uh, he's pitched as well as anybody this side of Scherzer. He's been brilliant, but you could also see it getting to him the last couple of starts. You know, Mike, it does wear on you because pitchers, we want the W. I'm sorry. I want the W. That's what, that's what drives me. I don't want to win, you know, eight games and with a great ERA. I want to win a bunch of games with a decent ERA. That's kind of the way my mind works. So it gnaws on you after a while. It's only been half a season. He looks around. There's a lot of misery in that locker room and on that bench, and you have to learn how to handle that. And I think this kid is just so mature beyond his years that he's not going to let it infect his pitching. He's just too good of a pitcher. He's got too good of stuff. He's too smart. He's too savvy. He's a cagey cat. He's going to be bummed out when he, you know his record doesn't reflect as good as he throws, but he won't let it eat him up. Bobby, tell me what you hear from this manager. This manager perplexes me. Uh, I know he's young and I want to give him a chance, but after the game, he seems like he's in the ozone somewhere with some of the stuff he talks about. His moves during the game have been puzzling. He's even used his bullpen in a puzzling fashion. Now, the starting pitching's been very good the last couple of weeks, last two go-rounds. It's been, it's been good, but uh, the bullpen's been terrible. It was terrible in the last trip where it blew like four or five leads. Um, what do you see from this first-year manager? You know, I see he's overwhelmed is what I see. Uh, I see it on his face. Um, in his moves, I think, you know, a first-year manager, you, you have never been anywhere until you've been to New York. That's, that's a tall order. He came in expecting a lot different ball club than he actually got. I think he came in with some high expectations. He's heard so much about the ball club. And then the reality set in, and I think it's just come at him hard and fast, and there's been some panic moves. There's been some we got to win this now moves. Um, he does pull those pitches out early, and there's too much of a game left when you're pulling starters after four innings. That's like, you know, seven seven holes in golf. There's too much to play. Um, I think he's confused right now. I think it, it, like anything, the game comes at you fast in the big leagues, and I think it's chewing Mickey up a little bit right now. He's got it. He needs a breather, and there's just not one coming. How much do you think the Cespedes thing? Not having your big stud player in there around the room, around the room. Do you think these guys are looking a little sideways at him, or do you think they believe with what's going on? And you know, in the locker room, um, he's your teammate no matter what. And anytime people begin to question a guy's will to play, that's always trouble, and that doesn't happen that often. But there are the problem I have is there's been some mixed messages 
Yeah, like and he's rehabbing tonight. He's in the game yeah. tonight. After they said he was yesterday, I got information and uh, from a very good source that hey, he's not playing this weekend in the series. He's just not ready. And then tonight he's rehabbing. I know it's it's bizarre. And then you got a little bit of Sandy Ellison calling him out a little bit, a little bit of Mickey calling him out a little bit. And those things, when they're made publicly, can really get it messy in that locker room. Guys look around, and it just feeds to the confusion. All these mixed messages of. You know, we, we're accountable, we believe in ourselves, all this stuff. And then you got Fraser referring to the team as them. We're going to get them going. What is that? All of a sudden he's <laughs> elevated himself. I, I'm not part of this mess. I'm part of the staff. It's just, it's just complete disarray. And what can happen is it being a powder keg, when guys are looking around and begin to start pointing fingers and it's not even July, look out below. It can get really messy. We're talking with Bobby Ojeda, and uh, check out Bobby's podcast. He does a great job with that. Tell me what you've seen with Matt's who goes tomorrow. He and Wheeler have been good. They've been better. They've been improved. Do you like what you see from Matt's? I like what I see from Matt's. He seems he always looks nervous. He always looks like he's double parked outside the stadium, but he's in a hurry, and I think that's given him uh, less time to, to get caught up in the game. And some guys need to rush through it and not overthink it. I think Matt spent a lot of years overthinking it. And that had to do with not playing a lot because of the injuries. Right now, he seems to be locked in. I'll tell you what, if you're, if I'm on the, on the opposition, I want to blow his mind, I start stepping out of the box. i got to break his rhythm because he's gotten into a very nice rhythm, executing good pitches. He's got that curveball going, which he, that's a big old hanger at times, but a very important weapon for him and the changeup. He's doing a good job but he just seems a little nervous for me out there, and I could see how they could get to him. These Yankees are smart and tough, and they could pile on in a hurry with him. How about Wheeler? Wheeler, I like. He is, seems to be a little bit more confident. I think he, that comes from he's healthy. I think this is the first time in a while he is not in pain. And when you're out there pitching in pain, like most people do, they just do. It's just part of the job. Um, if you can manage it and minimize it, you're okay. But I think it drew so much away from his ability to concentrate on pitching, what he wanted to do to hitters, uh, that he was lost out there. And I don't see that now. I see a confidence in a guy who looks like he's healthy. Do you think it would be better with the Mets reeling the way they are right now? Do you think it would be better if they were opening a series somewhere like in Arizona tonight? Or do you think it's better that they're right in the pressure cooker at a, in, in their park in a full house and the big Yankees in the other dugout? Uh, you know what, Mike? No matter where they go, no matter where your team goes, it's my team. I think in a way it's going to help them. It's a good question. I think in a way it's going to help them being here and jazz them up a little bit. Um, your team is still what it is. It's not hitting. It's got bad defense. Uh, the pitching, as we know, is spotty. You cross your fingers every night. There's a lot of things going against them. But when you're at home, and I, you know, maybe I'm prejudiced, but the best fans are Met fans. I got to plug them. They're awesome. They can help you. They can be that tenth guy for you in that lineup. So I think it's good they're at home. Um, what does it tell you that Syndergaard's now scratched and Lugo's going Sunday? Uh, oh, my God. It tells me, again, the mixed messages. It tells me, again, they changed the staff, they changed the approach, but it's the same things keep coming up. Um, you know, it tells me that whatever's wrong with them, and you know, as I, and I know, whatever we hear on the outside, a lot of times is not anywhere near what's really going on. It tells no me there's more going on. Yeah, there's right. more going on, and it, it's a big, big uh, red flag for the rest of the season for the guy. 
When you look at this team, when you see these guys and see the the approach and just the, how dead they look at the plate, what do you see when you look at this Med team and look at Bruce and look at Conforto and look at these guys struggling the way they are? I think they're all pressing. I think they've got a lot on their mind. Everybody wants to be uh, help them. When you're in a slump like this, when you can't score, you get it. You know, you you get how bad you're doing, and everybody's putting a little extra heat on themselves. Conversely, the Yankees are like, who, who cares? I'm 0 for 4. I got five other bats in this lineup who are going to pick me up. And the, the games keep coming at you. And this is a big game. So, you know, you, they don't have anybody hitting. There's nobody hitting. And, and they nope. built on the nobody. home run. They're built on the home run. They don't have any home runs being hit. So they're up against it completely offensively. If I'm and picking the only guy who that, hits, that team, and the only I'm coming guy, out of heart. The only guy who was hit all year. Cabrera decides to bunt the other day with a runner on first base. So I mean, figure that out. I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go to somebody. I'm gonna let a lefty behind me hit. I mean, how unbelievable is that? I mean, I've I mean, seen a lot of that, Mike. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, Pulecki. Well, just go to him the other night. They had first and second, one out, first inning. They got the guy on the ropes. He takes two fastballs right down the middle. It's like, come on, man. You you can't score. And you know you don't know when that opportunity is going to come up again. I think they get caught up in approach. More than just playing the doggone game, and that that will confuse you more than anything. All of a sudden, your head is filled with, okay, I, I should take this, I should work count this and that and the other. Two and oh, two, two uh, not two and oh, two fastballs right down the middle, first and second, one out. We can't score runs. Even I'm swinging at one of those. What's going on? You what's going through your mind tonight? If you're Degrom, you've been brilliant. Now you're facing this big team, uh, and, and your team can't get out of its own way. I mean, you know, they're lucky if they give you a run over seven <laughs> innings. Now you're facing this lineup top to bottom, which is, you know, just full of power, full of sluggers, the whole thing. You know, dynamic kids at the bottom of the lineup, the whole thing. Uh, what, what's your thought if you're DeGrom? Do, do you feel, you know, like the weight of the world's on your shoulders tonight if you're DeGrom? You know, I don't. What I feel is I've got to get out this monster lineup. The last thing I'm worried about is my guys hitting. I'm not, I can't worry about them. I got a monster lineup that I'm facing. And as you said, they can get you at any time. You think you shut them down four or five. Wow, this is looking pretty good. Up jumps the wild card and they start beating on you. I, I, if I'm him, I'm solely focused on who am I, who am I going after hard tonight? Who am I going to, you know, try to pitch around a little bit and try not to get in too much trouble? I'm focused on my game plan. And then when I go to that bullpen, know what I got that night. And I got to go out there and, Ideally, I want to shut them down early. I want to give you four or five zeros and give us a chance. But if I give, if I give up a crooked number early, I'm really killing my team. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that you know, and there's so many different. I mean, you can make one bad pitch, and it's uh, it's going to leave the ballpark. I mean, you know, uh, that's <laughs> yeah, just the way it I is. Know. He might also strike out 15 guys. I mean, because they strike out right and left. We know that too. But uh, still, it's a tall order. I mean, I can't remember. You know, a team, and the Yanks have played really well, we know that, but I, and we're talking about Bobby Ojeda, I can't remember a, a, a time when teams came into a game probably playing, uh, one playing well and the other one playing as badly as the other team's playing. It's fascinating for me tonight to see how the Mets are going to play. It really is, because they really have just been awful, absolutely putrid lately. <laughs> I'm with you, Mike. I don't think the divide between the Mets and Yankees has ever at any time been greater than what it is right now. It's it's amazing what's going to happen. I mean, there's no such thing as a sure thing, but it looks like it's just the Yankees should just blow them out of the water, but I couldn't tell you that's going to happen. You know baseball. I know baseball. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be intriguing to watch. It's going to be water cooler fodder for everybody who works and, 
you know, there's a lot of dinners bet on these games and diehard Met fans, diehard Yankee fans. It's going to be cool, even though it let, looks like it should be a blowout. Let me ask you this from the Yankee standpoint. Uh, Tanaka, do you, Tanaka gives up a lot of home runs. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes, you know, he gets batted around. It's almost like the little girl with the curl. You don't know which Tanaka you're going to get. What do you see when you see Tanaka? I see Tanaka is savvy, and I think he's got more guts than most pitchers have. And I know he pitches with a little bit of pain. We all know he's got a got an arm issue that he deals with, but he keeps going out there. Schmoltz, who I love his, his analysis, has been saying for four years he ain't going to last a year. He keeps lasting the year. Okay, this guy's a gutty guy. He's a winner, and he yeah. understands. I can give up a nothing bomb. Who cares? Nobody's on. I give up the home run. Big deal. He comprehends. I got a 90 to 100 pitches. Ten of them are going to make my night. Ten of them are going to make my night. And he understands the big pitch. Even if it's not the out pitch, he understands where he's got to go to get somebody out to get the big outs. He does it. Gutty guy. He could be on my that's team a, any day. That's a great analysis, Bobby, for this reason. Go back, and I'll give you a guy who was exactly what you're just talking about. One of the savviest, one of the best big game pitches I ever saw, and he gave up a million solo home runs, and that was Catfish Hunter. I mean, he gave up a million of them. He gave up comfortable collars, but he was always, you give him a two-run lead, he'll win 5-2. You gave him a you know, one-run lead, he'll win 3-2. I mean, he would find a way to win, and he'd give up some homers, and he'd get hit, but, boy, he'd win the game. Yeah, that solo jack is like, all right, it bothers me because it's like, man, that's an instant run, but it's a solo jack. Okay, I'm not dealing with second and third. I'm not dealing with a rally starting. Guy goes yard, hanging slider, whatever it may be. Okay, done. Give me another ball. Let's go. i got work to do. He's able to move on immediately when he gives up those nothing jacks, just like Catfish. Give me a word on Severino. How, you know, he has been lights out. How, how good do you think Severino is? I think he is, he's just coming into his own. There's another guy who's not only is his stuff – I think ridiculous. I love his stuff. His demeanor on that mound, he's become an intimidator. Okay, and when you intimidate the hitter, that's a pitch that nobody talks about that much because hitters pretend it doesn't exist. It does. He intimidates you. He comes at you. He's no-nonsense, all business, and racking up the Ws. I mean, he is a monster. He is awesome. I love watching this guy over the past few years really come into who he has happened to be right now. Well, listen, always a pleasure to have you on, Bobby. We'll do it again. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Okay, Mike, my pleasure.